Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp on our pathway, and the entrance of His words give light, and they impart understanding to the simple. Today's topic, the second sign, second confessor. I want to continue a look at John's Gospel and the importance of the word witness to Christ to who he is, and to his glory. And actually, the Gospel of John is built around seven or eight signs that Jesus is the Messiah that his disciples saw. But there are a couple of signs at the very beginning in John chapter 1 that have another purpose. And that purpose is to bring forth two witnesses to Christ and both receive a sign The first witness to Christ in the Gospel of John is John the Baptizer. And we saw that when we looked at John chapter 1. And what was the sign? Well, the sign was the descent of the dove identified with the Holy Spirit in a visible form that came to rest upon the head of Jesus. But in addition to that, there was the voice of God, the voice of the Father speaking to Jesus the Son. Now, if you look at the four gospel narratives, all of them mention this incident. So the baptism of Jesus is hugely important in the gospel narrative. In three of those, the witness is given as if you heard what God said to Jesus. But in Mark's account, it's what Jesus actually heard. You are my beloved son, and whom I am well pleased. But John, the baptizer, heard the Father speak this to Jesus. And so the sign of the descending dove and the voice of the Father, which is the confession of the Father that this is his unique son. Now these signs and this confession were given for the benefit of John the Baptist, for him to know that this is the Messiah, and for Jesus himself to be assured of the Father's love and pleasure in him as he begins his ministry as the Messiah. Well, we move from that narrative to another one that happened a few days later. Now, it's interesting. When you try to uh, bring together the synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and the Gospel of John, there are some time gaps that you have to fill in because the Gospels sometimes record unique events. Luke and Matthew and Mark all mention the temptation of Jesus, whereas John does not mention it at the beginning of his ministry, although he does indicate other point times when Jesus was tempted by various people. But we know that when Jesus was baptized, based on the synoptic gospels, that he immediately was driven into the wilderness, and for 40 days he was there in communion with the Father, and at least toward the end of it, he was being tempted by Satan. Then he appears again, and when he comes back from that, we have the narrative in John's gospel where he appears right after the delegation has come to question John the Baptist as to who he is. It tells us the next day he saw Jesus coming toward him, and so he bears witness to what he saw and heard that testified that Jesus is the Christ. Then the next day after that, We're told that John was standing with two of his disciples. When he testified, he's a confessed 
first confessor of Christ here, Behold the Lamb of God. And two of his disciples, being John and Andrew, heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. And he said to them, Come and see, when they asked where he was staying. And that begins their their accompanying Jesus for the next three years or so. Okay? Well, finding this, uh, Andrew goes and finds his brother of the flesh, Simon, later called Peter, and he says, we found the Messiah. So he brought him to Jesus. And Jesus looked at him and says, you're Simon, the son of John. You will be called Cephas, which means Peter. Now, the next day, so you see, we have three days in succession. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. But before he leaves to go to Galilee, he finds Philip. Notice this. He finds Philip. Philip does not find him. Jesus finds Philip. He goes after Philip. He knows that this is one whom the Father has chosen to be his disciple. And he goes and finds Philip and calls him to follow him. And so Philip comes with him. But what Philip was from Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. So we have all three of three of the first four disciples, all from the same town, Bethesda. Well, before Philip leaves to go with Jesus to Galilee, he goes and finds his friend. This is a special friend, I'm sure, by the name of Nathaniel. And so he goes to Nathaniel and he testifies to him. He says, we have found the one of whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. So you see, Philip is making a confession of who Christ is. The first confessor is who? John the baptizer. This is the Lamb of God. The second confessor here is Philip, who says to his friend Nathaniel, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. We found him. We found the Messiah. What a wonderful thing this is when you find out who Christ is that you and share him with others. I have found him. I have found the Lamb of God. I have found the Messiah. I have found the Savior. I have found him, the Lord Jesus. Well, this news is too good to keep to himself. He wants to tell his best friend. He wants to tell someone that really is very meaningful to him. So he goes to his friend Nathaniel and he tells him, we found him, we found the Messiah. But he says this to him, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Now, when Nathaniel heard that, well, alarm bells went off in his mind. Nazareth, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Now, this is in implying that Nazareth was in that region of the country that was close to the Gentiles, where there was a lot of influence from the outside world. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Well, here was Philip's response to him, come and see. So we have the testimony of Philip to his friend Nathaniel, and he's met with skepticism by his friend Nathaniel. It's an unbelieving skepticism. I don't believe you because nothing good can come out of Nazareth. That's the implication. And what's Philip's response? Investigate. Come and see. 
Come and see for yourself. Investigate Jesus. Find out if, who he is and what he's done. So Nathaniel takes Philip on it. Friends will do that sometimes. My friend testifies to me. He found something good. He wants me to come and see. I go with him. I want to see because I trust him, because he's meaningful to me, and so I go. Now, here's the interesting thing. As Nathaniel comes toward Jesus, Jesus makes the first statement. He makes the beginning of the dialogue between them. As Nathanael is approaching him, Jesus sees him, and he says to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. He gives a testimony of the inner character of the man that's coming before him. So Jesus reveals to Nathanael his knowledge of his character, although he's never met him before. Now, Nathanael recognizes this is a reality about him, that he is a person of truth. He is a person of reality, that what you see is actually what you get. He doesn't deceive. He doesn't engage in guile. He doesn't try to mislead people. And so Nathaniel says to him, how do you know me? How do you know me? And Jesus answered him, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Now, what's the significance of this? Well, you see what Jesus has done is he testifies to two things to Nathaniel. I know your inner character. You're a man of integrity and no deceit. You're a true man. And I saw you. I saw you into the fig tree before Philip reached you to tell you to come and see me. Now, all those words are not said, but it's implied. Before Philip arrived to tell you about me, you were under the fig tree and you were evidently thinking thoughts. Nathaniel picks up on this, that Jesus not only knows his inner character, but Jesus saw him as if in a vision he saw him where he was when Philip came to him with the news about Jesus. I saw you. Under the fig tree, he's very specific. And if this revelation, Nathaniel, a light turns on. This is the Christ. This is the Messiah. And he makes this confession. Rabbi or teacher, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Now, what's he confessing? He's confessing Jesus as Messiah. Because you see, the Messiah is known as the king from the Davidic line. He is King David's successor. He's his son, his descendant, who is the appointed king of God's kingdom. He is the son of God in this role. So Jesus uh, answers him again and says, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? Well, yes, that's why he's believing. He's believing because of what Jesus saw of his inner character and what Jesus saw in evidently his vision of where he was when Philip came to him. So Jesus' knowledge, his true knowledge, his ability to understand people, his ability to truly see things that others may not see, convinced him 
that Jesus is the Messiah. But Jesus, in essence, is saying, you believe because of this? Believe me, you're going to see greater things in these. He's telling him, as you accompany me in my ministry as Messiah, you're going to see greater things than just me seeing you under the fig tree. He said, truly, truly, I say to thee, you to you will see heaven open and the angels of God descending, ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Now you may ask, well, where does that actually take place in the ministry of Jesus? Well, it doesn't, except at the ascension when Nathaniel would have seen Jesus ascend into heaven along with the other 11 disciples that were there. So they saw him being received back into heaven in the cloud of glory and with the angels present. But what Jesus is alluding to here is the vision of Jacob recorded in Genesis 28, in which Jacob, when he was fleeing from his brother, and he went to sleep on the rock, and he had a vision of a ladder that went from heaven to earth, and the angels were ascending and descending upon him. So what is that a picture of? It's a picture of communication of communication between heaven and earth. And so Jesus is telling him in this allusion to Genesis 28 that you will see in me, you will see in my ministry, you will see as you accompany me, this communication of you being able to communicate with heaven and heaven communicating with you. And that's going to come out again in the last week before Jesus goes to the cross when the upper room discourse with his disciples. So this is the second sign and the second witness confessor of Christ. Jesus shows particular signs, or God shows particular signs to John the Baptist that this is the Christ. And here there's a particular sign being shown to a particular person, Nathaniel, that convinces him that overcomes his skepticism, that removes his doubt, that Jesus, this very human person that comes from the town of Nazareth, whose father is known as Joseph, that would be his legal father as we know, but his father, he grew up the son of Joseph and Mary. So he was known as the son of Joseph, the carpenter of Nazareth. Philip and Nathaniel now know this human, this man, Christ Jesus, is the king of Israel. He's David's greater son, and he is the son of God. This is the second sign given in the book of John's witness gospel. It's a wonderful sign. Do you know who Jesus is? Have you paid attention to him? I invite you to read the Gospel of John, to read it with new eyes, the eyes of witness. Just read it. Read it straight through. I've just gone through chapter one and these few podcasts. Go through the whole book. Look for the signs. Look for the witness. Come and see who is Jesus and put your faith and trust in him. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights.